Let's go to the Lord in prayer. We pause now. Heavenly Father, we celebrate your sending your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, Messiah, King of kings, and Lord of lords. In this place now we pause. We recognize your reign in the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, good morning. If you have your Bibles, find your place in Matthew chapter number one. If you have your Bibles, Matthew chapter number one. And a Merry Christmas. I'm Pastor Mike. At this time of the year, we want to begin to focus on some very important truths related to the Lord Jesus coming and Christmas time. So we come back to some familiar words that we've looked at most of us, most of our lives, and that's a good thing. We're teaching our children these words. We're teaching our grandchildren these words as they have relationship and regard to the coming of Jesus Christ, born a man, fully man, fully God in our world. So Matthew chapter 1, we'll begin reading in verse number 18. Matthew chapter 1, verse number 18. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now, all this took place to fulfill what was written by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and she shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. And Joseph awoke from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary as his wife, but kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Heavenly Father, now bless the reading of your word, and may the Holy Spirit be our teacher today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Our focal truth is this today, that Jesus Christ's birth and life, now we're talking about the first coming of Jesus today, the same is true for the second coming of the Lord Jesus. Jesus Christ's birth and life fulfilled, this is a very important word now folks today, fulfilled all the promised prophecies of the Old Testament. Maybe I could say it another way. The life, the birth and life of Jesus Christ were the predetermined, promised predictions of God and they were perfectly fulfilled. Those are the, the observations that I want to give you today, and I'll just put them up on your screen, and we'll move along here and look at just a couple of things here today uh, for the next little while to think about this very significant truth. Look again at verse 22. Now, all this took place, all that's just been described about 
Joseph and his concern about Mary already being pregnant uh, during their one-year betrothment like Jewish uh, people practiced. And their, it's their engagement time over this one year already. Mary is pregnant. And so Joseph is wondering, he's a righteous man, and he's wondering what he should do. He's surprised by this, but the angel comes and speaks to him in verse 20, as we've just read. <clears throat> and then after he says, what, after the angel says what he says to Joseph, we read the words again, and I want you to draw your attention there, make a note in your Bible. If you've never noticed this, this is my focus today. Now all this, now all this, now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. And then we read that combination where uh, we have together these words of Matthew, the combination of words from Isaiah. As we read them there, we discover Isaiah 7, 14, Isaiah 9, 6, and 7, and Isaiah 8, 10. All put together to give us this great declaration, behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, which means God with us. I want you to remember today that everything that happened in the life of Jesus Christ, including his coming again, is based upon the predetermined promises of God, the predictive promises of God that will be and have been perfectly fulfilled. And those are the three observations I have for you today. The birth and life of Jesus Christ was predetermined to be fulfilled, predetermined by God, to be fulfilled in time. Uh, the birth of the, and the life of Jesus Christ was promised by God through the prophets and through the writings of the Old Testament to be fulfilled. And the birth and life of Jesus Christ was, was predicted by the prophets to be fulfilled in a specific way, specific times, and specific directions, and the birth and life of Jesus Christ was perfectly fulfilled by all of those who, whether they knew it or not, were accomplishing the purposes of God. This is quite important for you to remember. I want to spend my time here because I want you to understand that the very fulfillment, this word fulfillment is a word that means to confirm God's will. It means to accomplish God's will, for God's will to be completed. You see, we live on the promises of God. We live out of the Word of God as God's people. For us to see the beauty of trusting the promises of God is given to us in no greater way, no better way, than in the accomplishing of the promises of God, the promised predictions of God perfectly through the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what I want us to focus on. So let's just give ourselves a moment here. The birth and life of Jesus Christ was predetermined to be fulfilled. How do we know that? Well, all of a sudden we read here in chapter one, verse number 18, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. Already something's taken place without any relationship sexually between Joseph and Mary. 
we already begin to see the predetermined purposes of God. Already by the Holy Spirit during this period, this one year period, she is, uh, Mary is pregnant with the Lord Jesus Christ. We see the predetermined plan of God as the angel begins to speak to him and says this, don't be afraid. The child has been conceived by the Holy Spirit. Notice then this plan. Here's the promised, predetermined plan of God for Jesus Christ. She will bear a son, and she did. And you shall call his name Jesus, and he did, verse 25. He called his name Jesus when he was born. For he shall save his people from their sins. There's the promise. The predicted promise of God was that the Lord Jesus Christ would be the savior of the world. We see this in a little bit more detail. We open the gospels. My friends, listen, this is so wonderful. We open the gospels after hearing all of these, all of these men of God, these prophets over and over for thousands of years pointing towards someone who is coming. You end the book of Malachi about a promise of someone who's going to come. Behold, I'm going to send to you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and terrible day of the Lord. And then we open Matthew's gospel. And the first thing is the genealogy of Jesus, his family lineage. And then all of a sudden we begin to read these words. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by, uh, through the, by the Lord through the prophets. Notice now, just follow along. When the Magi came and they spoke with Herod the king, they reminded Herod as they had seen the star of Messiah in the east, they came, these pagans, these non-Jewish wise men, they came as they're called, these Magi. In verse five, they said to Herod, they said, well, the Messiah is to be born in Bethlehem for this is what has been written by the prophet. <clears throat> and then you have the statement that's given. We find that as uh, uh, the uh, angels warned these magi not to go back and tell Herod where the Lord Jesus was, uh, they go away. But then in verse 13, when they were gone away, an angel appeared to Joseph again and said, take the child and his mother, flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you, for Herod's going to search for the child to destroy him. What does Joseph do as a righteous man? We must thank God for Joseph, who was the earthly father of our Lord Jesus Christ, a righteous man who protected him in his, in his helpless condition as a newborn child. So Joseph got up and took the child and his mother, and while it was still night, they left and went to Egypt. And he remained there, notice verse 15, here it is again. He remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill. This was to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet, out of Egypt I called my son. Well, Herod is upset because the Magi didn't uh, come back and tell, them, tell him where this uh, one was who was called the Messiah. And so he kills the children in Bethlehem. Around Christmas time, the, there was the death of innocent children by this, un, this godless king because he could, not, he could not find the Messiah who he thought to be a rival, verse 17 in chapter number two. Then what was spoken through Jeremiah, the prophet, was fulfilled. 
And then we read again, when Herod was dead, verse 19, when he had died, the angel came to Joseph again while he was in Egypt and said, now you go back. Now you go back, get up and take the child and his mother, go into the land of Israel. For those who sought the child's life are dead. And so he does, and he goes to the region of Galilee. And we read again, and he came and lived in a city called Nazareth. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophets, he shall be called a Nazarene. The birth and life of Jesus Christ was predetermined by, by God's plan and purposes which cannot be stopped by man. What did Peter preach at Pentecost, Acts chapter two? This man delivered over by the predetermined plan and foreknowledge of God you nailed to a cross by the hands of godless men and put him to death. What do we hear the Lord say himself as he is going to the cross? Luke 22, 22. Indeed, he says to the disciples, Luke 22, 22. Indeed, the Son of Man is going, listen, as it has been determined. The Lord Jesus Christ knew the will of God and he completely perfectly fulfilled the law of God. Oh, gaze on the glorious obedience of our Lord Jesus Christ who fulfilled perfectly the predetermined plan of God for him to be the savior of the world. But he was also the promised one who was to come. And so now we see this wonderful promise again that we read in verse number 20. I've read it to you there, excuse me, 21. He will, she will bear a son and you'll call his name Jesus. He will save his people from their sins. This is the heart of the gospel. The gospel is based on the promises of God. The promised one, the promised one, the Lord Jesus Christ is the savior who will save people from their sins. You see, he will, uh, you will call his name Jesus, Yeshua, and he will save his people from their sins. What did the Lord do when he, went to, when he went to his home synagogue? It's over in Luke's gospel, Luke chapter four. You know the story. He goes to the synagogue. He takes the scroll of Isaiah. He takes and finds the place in Isaiah 61 and he reads, the Lord reads. He reads that day, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor sent me to pro proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind and to set free those who are oppressed and to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. He rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant and what did the Lord say? What was the application for the reading of Isaiah 61? I'll read you his words. Today, this scripture, this writing has been fulfilled in your hearing. Do you know that the Lord Jesus Christ, the one whom you have surrendered to, who you follow as your Lord and Savior, is the fulfillment of all of the great prophecies and writings about one who would come, who would what? We, we've learned about it in Genesis in days gone by. What did God promise the devil was going to happen to him because of his tempting man to sin? He, he will crush your head and you will bruise his heel. And now that promise has come to be in the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul said it this way. 
We've talked about it. We all have read it. We all know these words. I'm just reminding you today as we think about the Lord Jesus as the one who perfectly fulfilled the predicted promises of God that were predetermined. Paul says, when the fullness, listen, when the fullness of the times came, God sent forth His Son, what? Born of a woman. This is the predetermined plan of God. When you open Mark's gospel, chapter number one, you begin with the ministry of Jesus Christ. And what does the Lord say Himself as He begins in Mark chapter one, His ministry? Listen, the time has been fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. You see, the birth and the life of Jesus Christ was predetermined to be fulfilled in Jesus Christ. The, the birth and the life of Jesus Christ was promised to be fulfilled, but also predicted, and I, I don't have a lot of time to develop this, but I do want to mention one thing to you. In fact, I'd like for you to take your Bible and turn with me just for a moment, if you would like. If you're not, you can just listen to 1 Peter chapter number 1. 1 Peter chapter number 1. In 1 Peter chapter number 1, Peter is talking about our salvation in Jesus Christ. 1 Peter chapter number 1, beginning in verse number 10. As to this salvation, the prophets who prophesied of the grace that would come to you made careful searches and inquiries. Now, please watch verse 11. 1 Peter 1, 11. They were seeking, these prophets in the Old Testament were seeking to know what person or time, now watch, you've got to read this carefully, what person or time the Spirit of Christ within them was indicating, now please notice, as He, as the Holy Spirit predicted the sufferings of Christ and the glories to follow. Who is this one who is the fulfillment of what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet Isaiah or through whichever prophet you read? Why it is the one, it is the one that prophet was given by the Holy Spirit these predictions that would come in the Lord Jesus and His coming. Peter said in another place in, uh, in his early preaching, but the things which God announced beforehand by the mouth of prophets that Christ would suffer, listen, He has fulfilled. You see, this is our declaration to the world. We're not waiting on somebody yet to come who's going to fix things and make it right. That coming one has come and His name is Jesus Christ. He is the one who was born. He is the one who has lived. He is the one who has died by the predetermined counsel of purposes of God to save men and women from their sins who can never save themselves. As a result of that predetermined plan, He is the one who is the promised one, the one of promise who has come so that we might live and have life. And because of that, these predictions have come true. And finally, they're perfectly fulfilled. I, I just am uh, a little frustrated because there are so many places in the New Testament how the Lord makes careful, careful attention to talk about the detail of how various things in His life were to be completely 
fulfilled. I'm going to ask you to take your Bible now as we finish and, and just go to Matthew chapter 26. I want to show you the detail. This is just an example of how our Lord dealt with the importance of perfectly fulfilling these prophecies. In Matthew chapter number 26, the Lord's Supper has occurred and now the Lord's Supper is taking place and we begin to read as we go along, there's betrayal that now takes place after the Lord's Supper. You know, every time we take the Lord's Supper, we're reminded, Paul said, on the night in which Jesus was betrayed, did you know that there was a predetermined plan? There was a prophecy. There was one given about one who would betray, who would lift up his heel, who would betray his friend, the Messiah. And that one did what he did. And we read beginning, uh, for, the la- for the sake of time, we'll, just, we'll read here beginning in verse 52. One of the disciples takes a sword out as they leave The Lord's Supper, they take a sword and he cuts off the ear of the high priest's slave. And the Lord Jesus heals the slave's ear. He he cuts his ear off in verse number 51. One of those who was with Jesus reached out and drew his sword and struck the slave of the high priest and cut off his ear. All of this turmoil taking place as the Lord is being taken by the authorities so that he would be crucified. But notice the detail of our Lord. Notice how the Lord deals with this. Put your sword back into its place. We do need to remember these next words. Remember these next words today when you think about hearing the news. Listen to what the Lord said. He says, put your sword up for all those who take up the sword shall perish by the sword. Or do you not think that I cannot appeal to my Father, and He will at once put at my disposal more than 12 legions of angels? How then, please, oh my friends, please now, pay careful attention. In the darkest hour, in the time of His greatest betrayal by men, before He was crucified, look at this careful language of our Lord. You want to know how glorious and wonderful your Lord and Savior is. You want to bow before the one who had perfect obedience to the plan, purposes of God. Look here. Look, it's right here in your Bible. How then will the scriptures, the writings, the prophecies be fulfilled which say that it must happen this way? Put your sword up. We're going to do what the purposes of God have said through the predictive promises of God about me as Messiah. I must suffer. At that time, Jesus said to the crowds, have you come out with swords and clubs to arrest me as you would uh, a robber? Every day I used to sit in the temple and teach and you did not seize me. Now listen, notice now how Matthew ends. But all this has taken place. What does the Lord say? These are his words. All this has taken place to fulfill the scriptures of the prophets. And then those sad words. Then all the disciples left him and ran away. The predetermined plan and purposes and predictive purposes of God, the promises of God were fulfilled in the fact that the Lord Jesus stood alone and died on the cross. Who is this one 
who comes to save his people from their sins. He is the one who is the perfect fulfillment of all the predetermined promises, predictive promises of God through the prophets of the Old Testament. Stand amazed. This is the one whom you have called upon to be your Lord and Savior. So what do we remember today? Well, God keeps all his promises in Jesus Christ. He promised he is coming again. You see, we have experienced the fulfillment of the Lord Jesus' first coming. He has come to die for our sins, but I remind you regularly, and I will continue as long as there's breath in my lungs, from the deep conviction of my heart, if God's promises were true, if His predictive promises were perfectly fulfilled in Jesus' first coming, I assure you, His predictive promises of His second coming will be just as perfectly fulfilled. Jesus is coming again. These things are written and they took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophets. Look, you can trust the promises of the promised one. That's what I'm trying to say to you today. You can trust the promises of the promised one. He stood and said at the grave of his friend, even if you die, if you believe in me, you will live. He stood there among his disciples and said, I'm leaving, but I'm going to come again. He said to those people on the side of the hill, come to me when you're weary and I will give you rest. Look to Jesus and be saved. He promised for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. What is written in God's word comes to life in Jesus Christ. All the promises of God. How is it that Paul finally sums it up? You know it. We sing these words. Brother Jeff leads us. They're in our song. 2 Corinthians 1, 20. For as many as are the promises of God, in Him they are yes. Every promise of God in Jesus is yes. And therefore also through Him, through Jesus Christ, is our amen to God for His glory. So as we come to this Christmas time, I pray that God, will, you won't just go through the routine. You won't just go through the ritual. You won't just go through all the tinsel making and the happiness and the gift giving and all the rest and not remember that the ancient prophecies for thousands of years that seem so obscure and strange to those who had them. The prophets were speaking words by the Holy Spirit who was predicting the perfect one who came and died for our sins and is soon coming again. Now all this took place. Now all this took place. And now there are other things taking place. Now all this took place and now there are other things taking place. Every day, every event, every circumstance, nothing left out. Oh, the meticulous detail of our Lord. Every detail, everything in place, everything in order when you think the world is unraveling and falling apart. When the world appears in disorder, there is a God, the Lord Jesus Christ, our King, King of kings, Lord of lords. He reigns already 
and all things are accomplishing his purposes. Now all this took place to fulfill, to complete, to bring to life what was promised by the Lord, by the prophets. And so we pray, come Lord Jesus, come Lord Jesus. Maybe on Christmas day, maybe on Christmas day, nobody will be expecting that. Why, that'll interrupt a lot of people's Christmas, won't it? 